The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Of course, you know, I always have an announcement about something. So first, I want to tell you to watch Inside Edition tonight. Tonight is, uh, if you're watching this show or listening to the show in archives, it's November 18th, uh, 2016, where Jimmy Messis, the owner and publisher of PI Magazine, will be featured. If if you are logging in the show from archives, check on your on-demand feature, and Jimmy will be discussing some of what we're talking about today and what he talked about last week on PI's Declassified Technical Surveillance Countermeasures. And then, for those of you in Northern California, I'll be speaking at the North Bay meeting of the California Association Licensed Investigators and presenting the nuts and bolts of interviewing. Time and places to be announced, and if you're interested, contact Maya Myra at Myra, M-I-R-A dot P-I at AOL dot com. So, I'm really pleased to introduce you to my guest today, Kevin Murray. Kevin Murray is a private investigator and expert in technical surveillance countermeasures, we call TSCM. But instead of bugs and homes and businesses, Kevin and I are going to be talking about spyware on your telephone. He's an expert on mobile phone electronic surveillance and eavesdropping detection. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Francie. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, my pleasure. So I know a little bit about you, Kevin. Uh, I know you worked for Pinkerton Incorporated, the uh, formerly Pinkerton Detective Agency. That They were the first PI agency ever in the nation. Um, and I also know you're an independent security consultant, and you specialize in this area of TSCM. So how did you get started with Pinkerton? <laughs> That's a long story. I think it started with um, interest in electronics in high school. And then when I went off to college, I got some experience doing uh, police investigative work. And the two of them uh, both fascinated me, and I wound up switching majors to a criminal justice degree. Mm. And wound up getting a job as a Pinkerton detective uh, when I got out. <laughs> was, oh, that's funny. Uh, probably one of the, the last uh, before the company got sold. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they had a great they had a great history and a really great training program. They uh, also decided to open up a, a TSCM technical surveillance countermeasures department in house for their clients. 
and they wound up hiring a fellow who'd retired from the CIA doing this, and he headed up the department. At that time, I was uh, supervising investigations for their New Jersey office, and they asked, uh, you know, you know a little bit about electronics. Do you want to help out with this? I said, yeah, sure. Let me in. <laughs> How cool is became, that? Yeah, yeah. We became good friends, and for about two years there, we just went all over the country uh, doing that type of work and learned a lot from him, too. And then he decided to retire again, and I took over the department for for them on a, on a worldwide basis. And finally, I got to a point where I said, you know, I think I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started Murray Associates back in 1978. Yeah, so your company's been around a long time. It has, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun and never felt like it worked a day in my life. Well, you've had some pretty high-profile clients. I noticed that... It, George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh, James Cameron, we all know those names, and uh, major news channels. You've actually provided uh, technical assistance at uh, news operations? Yep, and uh, some of that you can see on our website. We have uh, some of the videos there. You know, if anybody would like to go see them, it's at uh, counterespionage.com, and look for the button that says The Attic. The Attic. That's so where what, we keep all all the other stuff. <laughs> okay, that's very cool. Uh, we used to call them files, <laughs> dead files. <laughs> I like attic. That's very cute. Uh, so, so what kinds of what kind of a situation would you have at a news operation? Well, uh, usually it's uh, background for some story you know, that's happening. Uh, you know, on a national level, oh, okay. Uh, where, where somebody's been bugged and they want to know well, how how was it done and how is this possible and what was the technique used and all of that. Uh, sometimes it's for a documentary on the subject. Uh, we'll get involved there. And the uh, thing for Clooney and, and Soderbergh was uh, was actually an HBO TV special. Uh, they did a show called K Street. And that was kind of a takeoff on the news. They'd film an episode each week, and it was based on what was happening in Washington that week. And uh, one of their episodes is all about uh, finding bugs in the office. Very good. That's very interesting. Well, and you know what else? I mean, you have uh, you have lots of certifications. I won't even mention them all because there's a whole laundry list of certifications that you hold. But the in think I that I was interested in on a personal level is that you're an amateur radio operator and you're a certified hot air balloon pilot and instructor. I yep, thought that I was really other, I have some other interests other than security. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I, I have never known a hot air balloon pilot. So there you go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun. You, you, you would love it, even if you just it's, go for a ride. It sounds really, really cool. I've never been. I've never even been on one, so that sounds really cool. So, so Kevin, for people that might be interested in learning what you do, what do you suggest? Well, uh, the very first thing that they need to have is inquisitiveness. If if you don't have that, nothing you do afterwards is going to help you. You okay. have to be inquisitive, and I think you, you you'd agree since you're in the field that you know if you're going to be a, a private investigator. Uh, that's got to be the, on the top of the list. You know, yep. you, you see red flags, you don't leave stones unturned, everything raises a question for you. Uh, mm. So that, that's the, if you're that kind of person, then go on 
and learn about the craft. Okay. And is and how do you get the training? Where where would you even start? Well, in my case, I was I was lucky. I had uh, kind of a tutor for two years when I was at Pinkerton's working with the CIA fellow. Uh, but after that, we went on to do other other schools that were teaching it. Uh, there was Dector down in Washington that had a school. They're not in business anymore. Um, then there's REI, uh, Research Electronics in Tennessee, and they have an excellent school. And I would point anybody who's listening, if you want to learn about TSCM, electronic countermeasures, um, that's the place in the United States to, uh, to you know, look, look at anyway to make sure okay. that that's what okay. you want. That's, mm-hmm. that's real good advice. So we're going to talk about cell phones today. And it's your cell phone bugging you. And so, Kevin... You have so much experience in this. You've written a book on it. You're just completely uh, involved in, in uh, identifying the spyware on phones. What is the first thing you would look for? <laughs> well, I'd look for somebody in a, uh, who, who hasn't set the password on their, on their phone. Okay. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the first sign that there's going to be a problem. Uh, but I get, I get a, uh, and I've always gotten many calls about this, and, you know, I used to talk to people on the phone, try to talk them through it, and, you know, finally got to be too much, and I had to write this book called Is My Cell Phone Bugged? And that's still available on Amazon. It's, it's got some really great reviews, too. Very fortunate. Uh, and it's helped a lot of people. Okay. But when, when somebody comes to me, you know, I, I'll ask them, what makes you think there's an issue? And... It could be that they're getting feedback from people uh, about their phone calls. And one of the things they have to do is, is really figure out for themselves, is it really a spy issue on the phone, or is it somebody around you who's passing on the information? Is there a bug or uh, wiretap on the other end of the phone you know, to the person to whom you're talking? And, and the person who you're confiding in and, and discussing perhaps business and other private matters with, you know, can they be trusted to uh, keep the secret? So before you even start to suspect the phone, what you may want to do is a little bit of a sting operation where you float a tiny bit of false information just once to one particular person and wait and see if it gets back. If it does, then you do it again and again because you have to eliminate the coincidence defense that they might raise when you accuse mm-hmm. them of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that will tell you is, <clears throat> yeah, you've got a problem, and uh, it's a person problem. It's, it's not a phone problem. Now, if that doesn't seem to work, and, and you're finding out that the information is getting out uh, some other way, then you start to look at the phone. And in the book, what I did was I listed 19 warning signs that you should evaluate. You know, they're, they're just observational and subjective. But mm-hmm. you evaluate them and uh, see, if, see if you have enough of them where you reach a tipping point. And I can run down the list for you if, if you want. If yeah, let's, let, why don't list. we talk about each one of them? Okay. Well, the first one... On the top of the list is the phone battery life suddenly decreases to, from what it usually is. And 
There are a couple of legitimate reasons why that could happen. The battery could be getting old. One of the uh, cells inside could have shorted out. Um, but if your phone is in pretty good shape and all of a sudden from one day to the next, you start losing battery power real quick, mm-hmm. uh, that is a warning sign. Um, also, if your phone um, gets unusually warm when you're not using it, that might be a sign that it's transmitting. Uh, so oh, you interesting. Keep an eye. Yeah, you keep an eye on that. You know, phone is in your pocket, and all of a sudden you go, ooh, <laughs> it feels warm. Uh, well, it's probably warm because it's doing something. Um, hmm. Now, your phone talks to the cell site periodically anyway. So every, anywhere from, you know, five minutes to 30 minutes, it'll communicate with the cell tower and send information really? back. Back and forth, yeah. That yeah. that uh, see that often, okay. Yeah, because the system needs to know that number one, you're on the air, where you're located, what cell tower would best service you, what's the power level that they're going to uh, have you transmit at. You know, if you're far away from the cell, it'll tell your phone, okay, boost it up to full power. But if you're right next to a cell site and you don't need to use full power, it'll tell your phone back off. So there's a lot of conversation that goes on back and forth. And you hear things like people with apps and they're downloading email in the background and uh, other sorts of activity. But this is normal. I mean, this is normal activity. And even when you think your phone isn't transmitting, uh, uh-huh. it does. But if your phone has spyware in it, it's going to be transmitting a whole lot more because it's moving out a bunch of additional information including uh, one of the the spyware features is being able to turn your phone on remotely and use it as an eavesdropping device to listen into what's going on in the background. So how does the spyware get in your phone? Usually negligence. Okay. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Well, I I mentioned not having a password set. That's that's number one. Uh, Number two is confiding your password to somebody else. And then at okay. that point, you can figure it's out. Uh, number three would be, say, you loan your phone to somebody, and somehow they've, it's not password protected, or they figure out what the password is. Uh, another way is you could be getting a text message or an email that says, uh, you know, click this link. And, you know, as soon as you do, then you've got the possibility of letting in a virus that way. So there are, there are quite a few ways that... that it could happen, but if a person's diligent, it doesn't have to happen. You know, you put a good password on your phone, always use it, don't loan your phone to anybody, and don't click on things if you're not sure, absolutely sure, of what they are and that they are benign. And don't download apps that uh, are a little, little iffy. Um, so are there, there, are there cell phones that are more apt to be... Um compromise than others? Yeah, the, um, the Android folks have a hard time. Um, they've had a, a history of uh, apps being loaded into Google Play that um, have had spyware capabilities in them. And they, they do try to weed them out, but occasionally get, they get through. Mm-hmm. And then there are the apps that, that don't come from there. They come from unvetted sources. And with those, you have absolutely no idea what to get. You're getting, uh, so you you really have to be 
you know, careful what you click on. You know, in some of the games that, that are out there, uh, you know, basically they're collecting information from you too. And I think you may have heard in the news this week there's a, a group of Chinese phones, uh, lower-cost phones, that, that are actually sending information back to servers in China. Huh. You know, it's just it's just built into the software. So the the best thing to do is stick with you know known brands and brands that uh, try to take care of security. You know, I, Apple and Google are both pretty good at that, um, but nobody's perfect. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they're the very sophisticated spy people type <laughs> spy types out there. So, um, okay, so you have to really be careful then, even with. Say you're using an iPhone, you even have to be careful with those, and, and we think those are are pretty safe. They they are actually. Um, the, they're very difficult to get spyware on the phone. But that being said, um, if you have an iCloud account, there are ways of spying on the phone without actually putting any uh, virus onto the phone itself. Uh, hmm. so, so you need to be careful of that. But if you suspect, take an iPhone, for example, if you suspect that there's uh, spyware on the phone, easiest thing to do is just hook up to iTunes and download the software again, the uh, operating system software. And that'll wipe out anything that was there before. Uh, just make sure you don't upload a, um, a backup to your phone because the spyware may have been residing in the backup information. Mm-hmm. So if, if you do clean your phone that way and, and put the new operating system on, just make absolutely sure that everything is fresh, you know, and that, and that means reloading your contacts one by one. I was just you know, going to ask you that. Oh, I, my I goodness. Know people hate it, but, you know, if you want to make sure that your privacy is intact, you need to do that. Uh, and if you have a cell phone that has a uh, SIM, not a SIM card, a uh, a memory chip in it, um, when you reload the software, take the memory chip out, buy a new chip, and put it in because some of the software embeds itself into the memory chips. Oh, wow. You find that more on the Android phones. Okay. Kevin, we need to take a real quick break. Uh, yeah. I have lots of questions here about this. So, Kevin, I'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. Cali's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact Cali at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. 
NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to PIs Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to F R A N C I E at PIsDeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Do you want to know how to protect yourself on private security tech spyware in your smartphone? So Kevin Murray and I are just discussing this. And Kevin, you said um, just before the break that there were ways to get in through iCloud. Tell me more about that. You know, most of the uh, the major manufacturers of the, of the spyware uh, realize that putting it on a, an iPhone is really difficult. You have to do what's called jailbreaking the phone. And in the past, um, the... Uh, iOS systems uh, have been subject to that, and, and you could jailbreak the phone and then install the software. It was a complicated process, and as soon as Apple figured out what's going on with the jailbreaking, they put in a fix, and the next iOS, you know, you wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So right now, the uh, the most up-to-date iOS is, is pretty much jailbreak proof. So what these companies have done is They've created uh, another type of spyware that relies on uh, siphoning the information off the iCloud account for the phone. And it, it's not quite as good as you know having spyware on the phone directly, but it'll still give you an indication of you know who's calling who and what the text messages are and things like that. Uh, and you can go to any of their their sites and they'll fully explain it to you. Not want to make it too easy for people, but if you just Google spyware, you'll come up with all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so but iCloud, so it, you, I was just going to say iCloud, you you have to have a password. It won't let you into it without your password. Well, yeah, and not, not everybody has, has an iCloud account either. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, you know, if, if you're going to try to manipulate an iPhone, you you know, if the person doesn't have an iCloud account, you're really out of luck. And somehow you've got to figure a way of uh, grabbing their phone from them and, and setting up an account for them. I see. Okay. So, yeah, so Apple's pretty good. It's it's pretty difficult to to spy on an Apple phone. I guess you can tell I have an Apple phone. <laughs> I have a, I, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so besides passwords and besides you know, handing your phone out to somebody. You, you were saying don't click on something, even if it's a text that you're not recognizing. Yeah, if, there, yeah, if there's a link in a text and you're not sure where it's coming from or, you know, it says uh, click here to update your email account or something, you know, and you're not expecting it, just you're best to ignore it. You know, I did that once, and it was 
took me 11 hours to get my my system working again <laughs> because I, you know, it was one of those, you know, update your, it was my computer, but it was update your system and it was a nightmare. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't blame people. Some of these uh, these fake texts and emails uh, look pretty official, but yep. you have to re- really scrutinize them and, and double check and make sure you know who they're coming from. And even before you click on a link, if it's on your computer, just hover over the link and see where it's going to take you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll that's usually a, show up on on the screen before you click that's a, it. That's a good tip. Okay, so are there applications that uh, that are available to prevent your phone from being tapped? Well, there there are uh, a lot of the um, uh, security companies, software security companies, have programs available. Uh, for phones, uh, that you put it on your phone and it's supposed to detect spyware. And some of them are quite good, but all of them have one major flaw, and that is they're behind the time. Uh, They're counting on matching up the fingerprint of the spyware with what's in their program so that they can identify it. And spyware changes on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, So updating, updating, updating... (laughs) Uh, you're not going to have the library of spyware in your phone uh, memory to detect it. So you're, you're always going to be one, one step behind. And then there's the obscure types of spyware that they, they might not even know about yet. So from my point of view, that's not the way to go about it. Uh, and that's, I came up with something different, and I put it into the, the, uh, the book also so that people could figure out if their phones had spyware on it. Uh, without buying any software, without doing anything special, you know. And there's a, a chapter in there on, on how to go about determining if your phone has spyware on it. Now, that's actually, um, that was the beginning of saying to myself, you know, I think there's a better way of doing this. We could create an app that does this. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it manually by yourself. So I, I invented a, an app called SpyWarn, and what that does is you put it on your phone, and it's only for Android phones, by the way. Okay. There isn't mu- much of a need for, for it on the iPhone. Uh, but on the Android phones, you, you load it onto the phone, and you conduct a two-part test. The first part is the observational 19 warning signs that I was telling you about. And you go so we need to come click. back to, by the way. <laughs> okay. And, you know, you just click through them, yes, no, maybe, you know, that sort of thing. You get through those, and that's, that's the observation of what you think your phone is doing. Then the second part of it is a, t- a technical inspection that's done internally of the phone's uh, processes to see what is the phone doing, you know, and how much time is it spending on the air, and, and you know, what are the processes that are running in the background. Um, and, and that evaluation is, is more forensic in nature. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we take the, uh, the readings from that and the readings from the questionnaire, combine them together and come up with a percentage of how worried should you be. Okay. And the, and the difference is we're not depending on 
identifying the spyware because there are too many different kinds and they, they, they just change all the time. What we're doing is what spyware has in common. All these mm-hmm. spyware programs do something in the background. They make your phone work somehow. They transmit information out. And that's what we measure. I so see. We don't care. we don't care what kind of spyware it is. All we know and all we care about is, is your phone working a lot harder than it should be? And that'll give you the answer. And a lot of people sometimes say, well, you know, I'd like a forensic examination on my phone. And that usually costs, I don't know, people who do that charge anywhere from 150 to $300 per exam. Uh, if you get somebody that says they'll do it for less, they probably just taking your phone in the back room, have a cup of coffee, and come back and say you're fine. So you don't want to do that. That's a good point. And you don't really want to go for a forensic exam right off the bat. You have to realize that if there's spyware on the phone, it's taking your information and transmitting it not to the person who's spying on you, but to a server overseas, which then retransmits it to the person who's spying on you or allows them to come in and pick up the information. Is that true? That's interesting. Yeah, even if you did a a full exam on the phone, it's not going to tell you who's doing it. You haven't tied the criminal to the crime, and that's not going to do you much good. You know, there may be some cases where, you know, you're going to court for some other reason, and having a forensic exam would be helpful. Uh, But if you think you're going to find out who's doing it, it's not going to happen that way. You're going to have to be a little more tricky than that to figure it out. Well. And that's interesting. Is that true? Is that true with all spyware? There isn't a place in the United States that's, that the it would be transmitting to. I don't think so. I mean, they don't. They don't want to. The companies that make the software don't want to be uh, subject to United States rules and regulations and laws. Hmm. So, so uh, safe places, uh, some server overseas somewhere, you know, where nobody can get to it. Interesting, and. Okay, that's a that's a, a new thing for me. I have to think about that. Okay, so um, back to your nineteen points. I think we mm-hmm. only got to one. <laughs> <laughs> We're still so, in the beginning of the list here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, another. I'll give you another one. Occasionally, your phone lights up for no apparent reason. You know, the phone's sitting next to you. You're watching TV, and all of a sudden, the screen lights up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why'd that happen? That's not supposed to happen. Right. That, that's, that's an indication of something, something's amiss. Um, let's see here. Now, your, your phone bill may show a spike in SMS or text message usage. Uh, okay. And, it, and you may get a, a message saying, you know, your account's running low or something like that. You know, and you haven't sent any more text messages than you normally do or you haven't used your, your data usage more than normal, mm-hmm. uh, but all of a sudden you're, you're starting to get billed for it. So that's another clue. How about uh, having trouble shutting your phone down? Yeah, that's, that's another one. Yeah, sometimes you have, have trouble with that. That's not supposed to happen. Um, another clue that, you know, I... I'm reluctant to mention because, you know, people start hearing things. 
But if you really do hear odd background noises or clicking mm-hmm. sounds during your phone call, um, some of it may be attributed to the, the telephone system itself and the person that you're talking to and what's happening on their end. But if it's, if it's on every call that you make, no matter who you're talking to, and you hear these kind of strange noises, that, that should be a clue to you. That's something that's, that's quite right. That's usually what people report, is they're hearing strange noises when they're on the phone. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, some, some of these things can be normal. So you have to dig a little deeper. Yeah. If you hear a strange noise, is it only when you talk to that particular person, or is it every single phone call? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's every single phone call, then it's your, your problem, not theirs. Okay. That's, that's uh, all good. Yeah, the, the other thing you might run into is, you know, friends uh, often say that your phone was busy or jumped right to voicemail, you know, and you know you weren't using it, and you don't, don't know why. You know, uh-huh. What's going on here? Well, that would be an indication that, you know, the spyware is being used as an eavesdropping device, so your phone is tied up at that time because it's transmitting what it hears out to whoever's listening to it. Hmm. So if you, if you get that kind of an indication from your friends a lot saying, oh, I, I can't get to you, it just goes to voicemail all the time, uh, yeah, it'd be a little suspicious. Well, um, I'm having that problem right now, so I guess I better check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay. <laughs> now, all now, right. Do you, have, do you have your phone password protected? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. And it's an iPhone, so. Oh, all right. But I, but I do need to take it in because that is a problem. The phone rings four times before it actually rings on my phone. And so by the time I answer, it's already gone to voicemail. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that, could, that could also be a network problem, too. They, so don't be surprised if they tell you that. I'm not going to be they, happy to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh, You know, back in the old days when... You called somebody and you heard the phone ring. You actually heard the ringer on their phone. These right. days, it's, it's it's an artificial ringer, and you know, it it may ring three or four times before it ever connects to your phone. Right. Well, you know, I come from the era where we had party lines. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you understand. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we've come a long way with telephones. It's amazing. Did Did you happen to see the? Um, there were on TV recently. There had some um, like five and six, year, four and five, six year old. That they showed a, a desk type dial phone, and they didn't know what it was. It was pretty cute. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> they were they were trying to figure out all kinds of. Uh, you, you know what it was, and looking at it, and coming up with all kinds of ideas what they thought it was. It was pretty funny. Oh, geez. Okay, so well, what else? What else should we know? Well, you may have uh, take take a look at your your call duration log on the phone, and see if it shows any entries that don't make sense to you. Uh, most phones have that <clears throat> feature back in the uh, in the service part of the phone where you can you know see how long calls were and where he called and how much time was being used. And if you see something that doesn't look quite right, you know, keep an eye on that. That's another clue. Okay, um, so you can see you can see individual calls. Depends on on what kind of phone you have. Okay. You know, the 
the call duration log is, is different, you know, depending on the, the maker. But most, most phones have something like that. Okay. So you want to make sure that whatever you're saying there kind of follows your pattern of using the phone. Another thing you might look for are features on your phone that you didn't activate, such as call forwarding. You know, if, if that's been turned on or a number has been programmed in for that, but it's not a number you recognize or you don't remember putting it in, mm-hmm. uh, just want to look out for those sorts of features. Once in a while, uh, when using spyware, a phone will say um, that there's an error message. It may say app closed, main, or you know, some cryptic message like that will uh-huh. pop up on the screen. Um, you know, not all spyware is good spyware. Nine out of every ten pieces of spyware didn't graduate in the top one percent of the class. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you may somebody may have put some junky spyware on there, or an old version of something that doesn't work well with the new operating system. Hmm. So if you start getting these like strange error messages and things are closing down by themselves and you didn't do it, uh, you might want to take a closer look. Um, <clears throat> another one is uh, another message that you could occasionally see is message stuck in outbox or some other error like that. Right. And that's the spyware trying to transmit some information back out, but for some reason it couldn't make the connection and, you know, it's not smart enough to just keep doing it until it goes. Wouldn't wouldn't uh, you be able to see the message? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would. You know, and, okay. and, that's, and go take a look at it. Because you know, that'll that'll definitely uh, be evidence for you. Okay. Um, let's see. Another thing is, uh, well, sometimes the uh, ph- phones get sluggish and they're very slow to respond to keypad entries. Uh, if your spyware is on the phone and it's active and it's busy doing a lot of stuff, it may slow down the operating system. You know, because it, it wasn't really meant to. Uh, work nicely with the operating system. That wasn't its its first reason for being. So if it's busy doing something, you may find that the response on your keypad entry slows down a bit. But all like of said, all of mm-hmm. I'm sorry, excuse me, Kevin. All of these things we're talking about could also be just because the phone is having some problems. It could be. Is that true? Yep. It could be. Uh, so and that's, have- that's why. That's why you can't take any one of these things and rely on it 100%. You have to ask at least these 19 questions and then kind of put it on the scale and say, okay, you know, there's too much wrong here. Yeah, because, you know, I, when I have problems with my phone, I don't automatically think there's spyware on it. I just think there's a problem with the phone. <laughs> yeah, and once in a while, you do have problems with your phone. Yeah. And if nobody seems to be spying on you or you're not getting the feeling that somebody knows what they shouldn't be knowing, yeah, it's probably just a, an issue with the phone. Well, you never know. Maybe I should be looking at somebody spying. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> no, people are not paranoid. That's that's a yeah. good way to, to handle this. Yeah. Um, now, if you start getting messages that your, your SMS or... Uh, 
data usage credit is run da- has run out, um, and, and that you find on some phones, especially the the types where you know you're paying in advance for the service. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that, that's a problem. You know, if you haven't been using all the uh, data transfer, uh, somebody else has. If you're starting to get you know messages from your uh, your cell phone provider that hey, <laughs> you need to pay up some more. Hmm. Okay. All right. Would that would that also apply to the your storage? You know, you get notifications uh, that you need to increase your storage. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. Uh, I, I, no, because because this was this information is getting sent back to a server somewhere. Uh, they wouldn't be using your storage because then then you'd be able to see it. You know, you may 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 want to check and anyway see if they're, what's in your storage. Make sure it's all mm-hmm. stuff that you want there. Uh, okay. Once in a while, too, uh, these. Um, Spyware packages don't work absolutely properly, and you may get a text message uh, that looks odd. It's like a bundle of uh, numbers and carrots and hash signs, and, uh, and and what that is is somebody is called into your phone, and they're trying to enter a code to make the spyware do something, but hmm. for one reason or, or another, the spyware didn't catch it and hide it. And it winds up popping up on your screen. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's something that's uh, been reported. It's not just uh, somebody that's cleaning their keyboard and it, it's, they send it by mistake. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's not. It'd be like two groups of numbers. One would be like a, yeah. a carrot sign, a hash sign, two digits, and then after that, something which might have nine digits, like a phone number would. Mm, it, it would look odd, but there is a format to it. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Sometimes, uh, you know, spyware does stuff, and it lights up the web icon on some of the phones. This would be more mm-hmm. on the Android phones. So if you, you're not using the uh, your web browser, and all of a sudden you see that it's turned on, uh, you know, that's that's a problem. That would be an indicator. Well, I guess yeah. any kind of just odd activity, distortions or anything like mm-hmm. that would be a, you know, cause for alarm, I guess. Yeah, in in conjunction with all of these other things. Yeah. So, Kevin, um, who do you who do you think um I mean, we all have these conspiracy theories that that people in China or Russia or whoever are spying on our phones, but is it typically a, a spouse or uh, somebody close to you that it's trying to do that? Yeah, I would say so. I'd say that's that's the majority of the cases. The, the other um, large group are parents that are spying on their children uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and their activities. Uh, but it, it's, you know, some, some sort of significant other that's interested uh, because face it, you know, not everybody's interested in you. <laughs> just, they're just a handful of people who really want to know what you're up to. Exactly. Exactly. If you're in the if you're in the business world, it's another story. You know, they're you know, phones are targeted all the time. Um, you know, we help 
their clients out with their trips over to China and other countries and give them tips and tell them how to keep their phone safe because you know as soon as you walk into the airport there they're they're all over you if you have uh, your Wi-Fi or Bluetooth turned on you know putting that's, stuff on the phone because they, really they want to know what your your business dealings are. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a really good point. So let's take another break at this point, Kevin. We'll be right back and talk more about cell phones. News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's Choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to F-R-A-N-C-I-E at PISdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. We are just covering so many things regarding uh, spyware on cell phones, Android phones, talking about iPhones, talking about iCloud, and just spies in general. So, um, and I just asked Kevin off the line if I said I'd like to talk about the whole Edward Snowden and the NSA thing, and he just started to tell me that uh, he's conflicted. So go ahead with that, uh, Kevin. Yeah, that's that is uh, that was a real eye opener for everybody. I think you know, and, and on one hand, we do need to keep an eye on what government does and, and have controls over it. Uh, on the other hand. The NSA has done an absolutely fantastic job for us over the years. I mean, they're—I I don't think many people realize uh, what they do, how they do it, and how good they are at it. And they're something to be proud of. But having said that, you know, we live in a democracy, and we need to make sure that it doesn't get out of hand. And there are ways of doing that. Um, I think becoming a whistleblower after you've uh, taken an oath or taken a job, you know, and gotten a security clearance and mm-hmm. promised that you wouldn't whistleblow, I don't think that's that's the way to do it. We need to be able to trust the people we're working with. Um, 
there are other ways of, of keeping an eye on things. Mm-hmm. And I guess if all else fails, you know, that's when the whistleblower s- steps into the picture. But I can't say that, that I advocate that as a, an everyday thing. If, if that became very popular, people would be whistleblowing all the time. You wouldn't be able to hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, he was, when he was interviewed um, on national television, he was asked the question about if, um, if, our, if our smartphones were being accessed all the time. And his answer was, essentially was yes. What do you think about that, that the NSA is actually tapping into all of our cell phones? Well, that, that was kind of the reason for building the, uh, the uh, place out in Utah. They were running out of place to store all the stuff. <laughs> They're scooping okay. up. Uh, but they've always, they've always done that. They've always monitored international communications and recorded it and processed it and you know kept it on file for future use. I think that as an individual, you know, you don't have to worry too much. They're not really interested in your everyday comings and goings. They're not uh, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got they got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> So, you know, and, well, and the only way to do that is, you know, you collect everything, analyze it, you know, put it through the strainer, and when something interesting pops up, you follow it up. Yeah. Well, it, it's fascinating. I think we always, I mean, we always knew that they were collecting information all over the world. We just never applied it to ourselves. I think that huh. was the shocker. Well, we, we asked them to do it in the first place. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, we created the CIA, we created the NSA, and those folks work hard and do a good job. So Every I guess once in a while, they, they screw up, <laughs> but don't right. we all? We do, and I guess what it boils down to is there is no privacy. No, it's it's what you make of it. You know, it's always a trade-off. You know, we live in a world where you trade some of your privacy for convenience, for example. Uh, and it's a good. In, in most cases, it's a good and willing trade-off. You know, it's you know, you go to Amazon, they they know what you want, pops up right on the screen, so right. they keep track of what you want, so you don't have to weed through a lot of garbage you don't want. Or you you have pop-up ads when you uh, go on Google or. or access a, some internet site and you have all these pop-up ads that are in your local area or things that you've looked at before. It's pretty it's pretty freaky sometimes when you see that. It, it is, and I think people will, will eventually get used to it. Uh, you know, these targeted ads uh, seem intrusive, you know, initially. Um, but, you know, the, as time goes on, they won't seem so weird or odd. We'll get used to it. Yeah. So, so you said um, you said that uh, you don't do forensics yourself. Uh, so, if somebody calls you with a cell phone problem, how would you direct them? Well, same same way I direct a lot of individuals when they call for TSCM work. You know, the first thing I do is I I would send them an email with a paper that I wrote about. Here's what you need to do first, and. You know, advising that a lot of the stuff you can do yourself, you can get this solved yourself. You really don't need an expert handling it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need a little bit of information and direction. You know, if you think you have a problem with the cell phone, you know, 
depending on what you want to do. You know, if you just want to get rid of the problem, just reload the software. Yeah. And don't yeah. don't reload the backup and change the uh, the memory card if it has one. That's the easiest thing to do. Won't cost you a whole lot to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you think it's going to take more, like say for example, you think it's a, an ex spouse, for example, and it's part of a harassment campaign, and you want to stop it, then you're going to have to stomp on their toes a little bit, uh, probably legally, either criminally mm-hmm. or civilly. And in that case, what you want to do is build up some circumstantial evidence. Uh, Keep a log of, of what, what's happening that makes you suspicious that they're eavesdropping on you or spying on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, date, time, all bit. And then occasionally, you know, drop some false information and let it circle back to you and document that. Once you have a good log that shows the cause and effect relationship between the criminal and the crime, or in this case, your, your ex-spouse and the spying, Take it to uh-huh. an attorney and and go over it with them and see what they suggest as the next best step. Yeah. You know, okay. Uh, Sometimes that might help. Yeah. You know, it's not, well, not always a case of spending a lot of money. Those are all good points. I appreciate that. And and, and let's. I just want to say that uh, Kevin, your business is not cell phones, even though you're very knowledgeable about it and and you wrote a book about it. But your business is really technical surveillance countermeasures. So tell people how they can get a, in contact with you if they have questions or have, maybe want to hire you. Well, our work is done basically for businesses and governments, and. The easiest way to get in touch with us is to go to counterespionage.com. That's our website. There's all sorts of free information there and uh, information about us and who we are and what we can do to help you out. So that would be your first step. Go to counterespionage.com. If you're more interested in finding out what to do to protect yourself with cell phones, go to Amazon and look for the book, Is My Cell Phone Bugged? uh, by Kevin Murray. And that'll okay. help you there. And I've got one more tip for them. If you're worried about spy cameras, we have a training program online uh, called SpyCamDetection.Training. And that's, the, that's oh, good. what you type. You know, you type that in. It's nothing else. SpyCamDetection.Training. And that'll bring that up for you. And that's something that we created for a Fortune 50 client recently because they found spy cams in their bathrooms. <laughs> well, that's and, great. Uh, and Kevin, this is this is perfect. This is a we're at the end of our hour, and this is a mm-hmm. perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for oh, taking welcome. the time to join the this the listeners of PIs Declassified. So, to the rest of you, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Kevin, but we're at the end. Tune in again next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators like Kevin Murray. It's PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to P.I.'s Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 